Hello, everyone, and welcome down to episode 99 of the Down South Photo Show with me, Brendan Waits, here in Ocean Grove, Victoria, Australia, and the guy on your other screen or in your other ear, if you're listening to the podcast for the 99th time, it's Cam Blake in Hobart, Tasmania, Australia. Hello, Cameron. Hello, 99. Brendan, that's pretty good. 99. I've said that 99 times. 99 times? Is that... um... That's Don Bradman-like. Uh, that's right. We just need a single off our off the last ball of the over. Was it 99.4? Was it? 99.94. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? He needed one run in his final innings and he made a duck. Yeah. He made a blob. That's and pretty incredible. He, smiled, he smiled the entire way off. And they applauded him off like the gentlemen they used to be when they played cricket, the English. Not yep. anymore. Yep. Spirit of cricket, no. my ass. We're anyway. not a cricket show, but you know what? English cricket team can kiss my ass. <laughs> That's right. Uh, yeah, yes, 99. So uh, we're looking forward to the big 100 episode extravaganza, but not tonight. Tonight is a normal-ish episode of the Down South Photo Show. Uh, a lot been going on. Thanks for everyone for liking, subscribing, following the channel, all that sort of stuff, and for keeping Cam and I employed. No, we don't get paid for this. I, I, uh, hydrated. <laughs> hydrated, true. Hydrated. Uh, um, do we actually do any normal sort of episodes? No. What is that normal episode? I don't know. Uh, the intro is pretty common, pretty normal. Maybe, I'll, that, like maybe I said, I'll string together a greatest hits of the intros for the episode maybe, 100. Maybe after 100, you've got to change the intro to do something else. I don't know. If you have got any suggestions for the Down South Photo <laughs> Show after episode 100, then by all means, send them in and we will read them. That's a pretty amazing feat. I never thought, I must be totally honest, I never thought, <laughs> I never thought we'd do a, 100 episodes of this. Well, we haven't yet, so let's not jinx it. I know we haven't. This is episode I never 99. thought we'd do 99 episodes there of this. Well, this is true. I, exactly. I didn't think it would get past 12, to be honest. No, this is this is true. Photographically speaking, Cameron, what has your week looked like? Uh, photographically, not much. Uh, apart from today, we've had some storms rolling through Hobart, Um but apart from that, I have not done anything since we last spoke. I've just chilled out. I try Ooh, and have as much to. chill out. Yeah, I try to have as much chill out time as I can in between little jaunts. So, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, just hanging out with the fam and doing stuff, uh, getting slowly prepared for the next trip, which we leave on Saturday down the Franklin River. Um, but, yeah, not much. I think I went out and took some shots tonight, and I'm Excellent. a little bit disappointed, as I told you just before we got on air. Oh, this this could be a photography horror story. Who knows? But um, we'll save that for the actual horror story part of the maybe, episode. maybe, yes, maybe because do that. because one B weights over here has one for you. So we'll uh, a horror story. Stay tuned, folks. We'll get to that a little bit later on in the show. Um, right. what, what what else do we normally do? Six hundred and eighty six subscribers on the YouTube. Thank you so much for people who have hit that subscribe yeah. button, which is just sitting right there, guys. And we know that quite a few of you haven't, but that's fine. You no pressure if you want to hit the subscribe button. It's just there. You know, it's funny. Some people actually actively go out and say, "I'm not pressing the subscribe button. I love the show. That's right, but I'm not subscribing because I watch you it every week." Yeah, it's it's almost like it's like just do it. Go on, do it. Press the button. <laughs> that's right. Go yeah. on. That's yeah. funny. Be yeah, cool. You be think. you won't be cool unless you do it. But anyway, yeah, six eighty six. Did you say? Uh, 686 subscribers, which is, nice. as I say, no mean feat. Um, were you holding up a Down South Photo Show bumper sticker before, Cameron? I was sticking it on my head, yes. Look at that. Nice. Nice. That's pretty good. Oh, well, that's good. <laughs> there are there are several vehicles in Ocean Grove that have them on the back of them, whether they like it or not. Mm. I um, 
Here's 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 a story for you, which is on on a story without notice. Mm-hmm. I got a, I got a I got a a message the other day from someone in Bright, uh, having a bit of a go at me about uh, stickers arriving on certain parts of properties in Bright, uh, and accusing me of doing it. It would not have been us, that's for sure. We gave them out, sure, but that's what I said. Not, we put not responsible put, once they leave our hands. No. No, we put 500 of them on seats in the opening session <laughs> thing. That's but right. I was a little bit taken back by the abruptness of the message. Okay. So um, a little bit of a bit of advice to people out there. If you're going to at least throw assertions at people, mm-hmm. maybe make sure they're accurate. Oh, yes. Oh, okay. That's not a rant. That's just a no, bit of advice. Just, that's just factual advice for somebody yeah. out there. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The mind boggles as to where they found it, but anyway, we'll we'll, we'll find out eventually. It? I'm sure. I, I I did not stick one of those stickers anywhere. Actually, uh, I stuck one on my bump sticker. That's I, it. actually I stuck one on, on my, my bumper bar. That was it. Rather. Yep. There you go. Yep. That's so, it. Okay. Lesson learnt. Guess we don't hand out stickers anymore. If you would like a Down South Photo Show bumper sticker, let us know. Hit us up below. We'll send you one. We'll give you one. Will we? Don't say that. How are we going to post them out, you idiot? (laughs) They're collector's items. Now, you've got to come and get it from either Ocean Grove Camera and Photo. Or Hobart. Or Hobart. I'm sure that'll work fine. Uh, Now, just a little bit of further housekeeping. The November comp, as we know, was uh, the the October comp was run and won. Mm, Yes. Um, And we are in the process of putting up the people's choice on our Facebook page, which we... Oh, we haven't done. I said I'd do it, didn't I? That's fine. We will get there. There's no overhurry. I and mean, we've got all of November to put that up. So um, stay that, tuned folks. for that. There are some, just in case I didn't say it enough in the last episode, there were some absolutely cracking photos. So um, it was. No, we really enjoyed those. Yeah. Uh, and it, we it, also, it was a good month. Yes. We also got a little bit of feedback on that competition as well, but that's a story for another day. Um, <laughs> let's uh, let's go backgrounds. I'm going mine first. Is that okay? You go. go yeah, first? you go first. Go this for was. It. Um, so as you avid listeners to the show will know that I got a new camera last week, which is the iPhone 15. And yes, it is a new camera. Well, it's got a camera on it. So technically it's a new camera, I guess. Is it- anyway, I decided yeah. uh, to finally put it through its paces last night. I went over to my favorite neck of the woods, which is Point Lonsdale. And we had the coolest Ooh. conditions last night. That's pretty um, nice. Isn't that image worthy of more than just an iPhone shot? And that, my friends, is straight out of iPhone. That is unedited. That is just point and shoot. And we had um, conditions. The, the, the clouds rolled over. Uh, it was like a it was like a, a mist or a, a what do you call it? It almost a, looks like, like a sea fog or something. It was. That's what it was. It was like a sea mist or a sea fog rolled across. Yeah. And it completely blocked the sun, but it made for the most gorgeous light. Um, that little bit of light popping down. Where you can yeah. see the glow on the water. That's reflecting cool. off the water. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah, cool. It's very cool. Um, uh, just went over there, took the kids over, just wanted to walk along the beach, try the phone out, muck around. And we were over there for two hours. We just couldn't, we just stayed and watched the sunset and the kids climbed up yeah. on the rocks. And um, no, it was great. We had a, we had a really good time, but uh, super impressed with what the uh, ye, ye oldie iPhone could do. Well, the new iPhone could do. Mm-hmm. Cameron, I'm sensing your background might be somewhere up north. Yeah, I got lazy because I didn't have a new background and my computer was going a bit slow. So this is another shot from Kakadu. I am sure that little pinnacle bit there has a name, but I don't know what it's called. 
uh, we'll call it rock on end of <laughs> rock on end of region. I wonder um, how many people who listen to the podcast just detest this part of it when we're showing off our backgrounds and they can't see anything. Oh, let's just add it to the list of other things they detest about the whole mm. show. Mm. Anyway, so this is just another one out of the helicopter. It's a really cool bit of rock there. I'm not like I said, I don't know what it's called. Um, and I'm sorry for that. But uh yeah, that was my little quick let's put up a photo. It was just, just a cool flight. We had a lot of fun. Um, we had the doors off in the chopper. It's good, nice and warm, and uh, we got some nice conditions. So love it. I yeah, mean, it, was good. It, it it seems to be like one of those places where it's. I mean, you've 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 uh, taken the Mickey out of aerial photographers before, saying it's fish in a barrel and it's the easiest kind of photography there is. Well, there's another example right behind you. Not saying that you didn't work hard for that image, but uh, it looked like it was served up to you on a platter. Yeah, it sort of was, and I will still continue to take the Mickey out of aerial photography because, um, I think. Out of all the genres of photography we do, it's probably the one that serves up sometimes the easiest compositions because yeah. you sort of like you're going past all these incredible places like, oh, there's a shot, there's a shot. Mm. Or you can just do point down and shoot, you know, patterns in the sand or the lakes or whatever it might be and you can get um, nice shots there. So I, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just being arrogant or ignorant or both. I think it was um, like episode 60 or something when we talked about it and um i think the conclusion we came to was it's easy because it's so different it's an angle that you just don't yeah. get you just don't yeah. get you know when you're walking around you're, you're up in the air so the perspective all changes and the imagery is unique what, what i find interesting about aerial photography is very rarely do you see especially those top down shots that people mm. do um, very rarely do you see something that's out of camera. Usually it's cropped to the buggery to crop in on a little bit of a spot. So it's like, it's almost like shooting fish in a barrel. Like here's this cool overhead of a lake, bang, there's a really big shot of it. And when they get back to the computer, okay, where's the really nice composition? I'll twist it, I'll turn it, I'll edit it and away they go. So I know I, I just find it, I don't know, maybe I'm just being ignorant. I don't know, but I just find it, um, it can be a little bit easier than maybe what people make out to be. Yes. And so. not everyone is able to do that, jump in a helicopter and fly like Superman. No. That's right. And it's not cheap, um, no. which is something else that I think makes it unique is that people go, oh, my God, I've never never seen that before because not many people have been in choppers or planes no, hanging out right. of a plane. So, And this, is, this anyway. is why why drones have exploded and become so popular, except in national parks where you are not allowed to fly them. Which is most places around Australia. But anyway, we're not here to talk about aerial photographers. No, we're not. No, we're here to talk no. about uh, our main topic for discussion this week. But hang uh, on, hang gonna... on, hang on, yes, hang on. Have yes. we decided what the November comp is? Uh, there is no November comp. We have a December comp. We have the People's Choice in November, and then we'll have it. So ah, we have we have a right. comp every second month. Good is to see you paying attention. <laughs> that's right. Jesus Christ. That's, it. that's how we work, the Down South right. photo show. Uh, no, yeah, we have we not come up with a theme yet for the December comp, but that will come in a couple of weeks. Because I know people are dying to know what the theme's going to be. It's not going to be bloody water. What about sky? Yeah, we said that. No, it's not. No. It's not going to be that okay. either. All right. No. It's, what did you say? It's going, to, it's going to be two ants fighting on a leaf. with a, Yeah, something, something stupid like that. You know, you just know someone's going to AI that and that's going to appear. You know who it's going to be. It'll yes, be I Glenn. Do. You don't even, didn't even have to say it. <laughs> It'll be him. Or, Speaking of... Or, or he'll have a picture of an ant. On top of Speaking something. of, quick plug, the Glenn Lavender Natural Lights Portrait Workshops that I'm running at Ocean Grove Camera and Photo, the January one has sold out. 
February 25, uh, 2024, still has a couple of places available. So uh, it's linked below or go to cameraandphoto.com.au and you can book yourself a spot in Glyn Lavender's Natural Lights Portrait Workshop, which you will have a ball on a full day of learning how to take portraits in natural light with one of the gurus of Australian photography. A full day with Glyn Lavender. Bring mm -hmm. some alcohol. And you're paying for that. Interesting. No, that's a joke. No, He's awesome. No. He's awesome. He is awesome. Just ask him. He yep. is. Our main topic, um, stop pixel peeping, exclamation point, says Cameron. It mm. doesn't help, and here is why. This, Cameron, this was your topic this week. Um, yep. I am going to handball it straight over to you. And I feel go. like I'm. A, I feel like I'm a bit fired up. I got on here before and I was in a good mood. Now I feel like I'm fired up for some reason. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I don't know. Stickers it's getting abused. I don't know. Crack the beer. Uh, crack the beer. Yeah, <laughs> maybe I get angry. <laughs> um, so stop pixel peeping. So what do I mean by stop pixel peeping? Um, if I had a dollar for every time I see someone take a photo and then straight look at their screen and zoom in and go, oh, it's not sharp, and they go again. I, I think we're doing ourselves a real big disservice if you are going to take photos and then pixel peep them on the back of your screen straight away. And the reason why I think that's a disservice is because what I've found is a lot of people don't realize that your screen also has a resolution on your camera. So it's not like a big, you know, IMAX screen. It's not the same resolution as that. But what they do is they, they automatically just go to maximum zoom in on their picture, which no one ever does. Even on the bigger screens we've got here, when we're editing photos, we never go in a hundred thousand percent because it just deteriorates. And that's what happens on the back of your camera screen as well. So uh, I noticed that with a couple of people over the last few months that they, they they take a photo, even on a tripod, they'll go, oh, it's not sharp. And you're like, what are you talking about? It's not sharp. It's like there's no wind. There's everything. Let me have a look. And I look at it and I press play and I'll zoom in a, maybe 100 or 200%. It looks fine. No, no, no. Look, you zoom all the way in. It's not sharp at all. It's it's fuzzy. I'm like, I think people are misunderstanding how that is deteriorating away from the, the image itself is that they're just pixel peeping to the maximum uh magnification which is actually just destroying the pixels that you're looking at really it's just like if you're magnifying on your big screen to a million percent you'd see it start to fall apart so this is why i don't think it helps because people get discouraged really quickly when they look at the back of their camera and, and automatically zoom into the maximum magnification they automatically think it's not sharp they go back and do more shots and then they get them back to their computer and they're zooming in maximum as well and for some reason, they think they're going to be pin sharp when they're not going to be pin sharp when you magnify them that much. So I thought we'd have a bit of a topic, a chat about that, because it is something that people do a lot. Yeah, We all pixel, we all pixel peep to a point, but if you're pixel peeping, and, and something else I noticed on some of the Canon cameras is that when you press play and you zoom in, it automatically goes to the most uh, largest magnification factor on the back yeah. of the screen. You can't adjust yeah. it. But out of the box, it's almost like you're magnifying to the maximum straight away. Which normally that's is not going to help you. Ten times or a thousand percent. It's it's ridiculous. It is, and yeah. and um, and I saw this a couple of times on the Mali workshop uh, with one of the Sony users, where where it was they were just magnifying it. You're exactly right. Going going into a leaf like yeah. this on a on a eucalyptus, you know, and and yep. zooming right in and go, oh, it's not it's not razor sharp. It's like yeah. A, did, was it ever going to be? And and B, do you want it to be razor? Like, does it need yeah. to be razor sharp? Yeah, yeah. That's that's what I mean. Like, and the, the the instant reaction to that is disappointment. 
people mm. are like, oh, that's yeah. not my camera stuffed or I yeah. didn't do something or what am I doing wrong? Am I using oh, I'm the I'm not a very aperture? good photographer. I'm, I'm not, not a very sharp. good photographer. I better, I better give up and go buy an iPhone or something like that. So <laughs> <That's right. laughs> this is what we need to, if you're looking at images, like I, I look at my camera and I zoom in, I might zoom in maybe two or three clicks. That's about it. Now, if that's three times magnification or four times magnification, whatever it might be, that's about as far as I go. Anything further than that, I know I'm just, I'm going beyond the realm of what we're going to see on a file. We're going yep. beyond the realm of what we're going to see on a print. So my advice to people is either adjust your your, your Zoom um, magnification. Don't look at it at, like you said, 10 times or a thousand times, whatever it might be. Just go in a couple of times and you'll see that, you know, the images, if they're sharp, they're sharp. If they're not, they're not. You'll know straight away. But if you zoom in a million percent, everything's going to look like it's soft or not sharp. Mm-hmm. And all you're going to do then is just do your head in thinking that there's something wrong with you, the camera, the scene, the person teaching you, whatever it might be, and you're not going to enjoy your photography. Yeah, Stop pixel peeping. Very, very good point you make. Um, you know, and it's always people sort of zoom in and, as you say, look at all the detail, but it's always to the detriment of their composition. So, yes. you know, which we, as we say week in, week out, is numero uno the number one thing you be, should be looking at rather than looking at, and you're right. I mean, the, the, to some extent you, you want to do just quickly double check and make sure that it's sharp yeah. enough or that it's good yeah. enough. Um, when you, you mentioned then uh, about print, which is my area of expertise, uh, looking at a print, the correct viewing distance on a print is three times it's diagonal. So yeah. if you've got an LCD screen, and you zoom into a factor of more than three, so more than three yep. times, then you're not going to see it at correct viewing distance. So no, let me not. put it to you that way. Um, so another way to think of that is uh, if you've got a uh, a print that's, uh, let's say, 60 by 40 inches, which is around, yep. which is a big banger, so a meter and a half by a meter, a nice big print, unit, correct viewing distance on that is approximately four and a half meters away. Think yeah. about that, folks. How many rooms in your yeah. house where you can stand four and a half meters away from an artwork? Not, Not many. many. No. So, and, uh, and that, well, and that's that, our yeah. listeners probably heaps, but you know. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. <laughs> Not the amount of beer they're buying us. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. Like, I think we need to, and I know we're only a small little show. I know we don't reach that far, or even though we are, again, the number one Australian photography podcast. Again, again, again like it's becoming a bit. You know, a bit boring. No, it's not boring. We love it. But we need to get the word out there that people, and you know what? I've, I've A couple of people I've had on workshops lately who listen to the show have come up and said, you know what? You're 100% right about printing. Like we don't print. All we do is we take a photo, put it on a screen, pixel peep the hell out of it, and you go, oh, it's no good, and leave it in the hard drive or whatever. Mm-hmm. But when you print stuff out, I can guarantee all these people that are pixel peeping to a million percent, they go, oh, it's not sharp. If they actually just took that file, gave it to you, and printed it out, and they hung it up on their wall a meter away from them, they would not be able to see sharpness issues at all. Correct. So we really need to start spreading the word around our landscape photography little community that sharpness is only one part of the issue or one part of the the formula of making a great shot. If if you're not printing it, then you may, may as well not even be talking about sharpness yeah. because yeah. it doesn't matter. Yep. Yeah. And if you want proof... Um, we're going to talk about this a bit later on, but Sony released a brand new model camera today that is 24 megapixels. Yeah. So, so the, um, that's the 14th, 14th model they've released <laughs> this year, isn't it? So if anyone wants to 
come to me and say, oh, you know, the pixels are getting so many, 100 megapixels or whatever. No, that race was run and done uh, a couple of years ago. And new cameras that are coming out now, uh, manufacturers have realized that the sweet spot and the necessary pixel density is is nowhere near as high as we thought it was going to be because you can't discern the difference uh when you stand at correct or when you view an image at correct viewing distance now think about correct viewing distance on your lcd screen well that thing's what maximum three inches across so nine inches away is correct viewing distance on your lcd screen which is what that big yeah Yeah. well yeah yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. Can't stop it. We can't. I can't. Just I can't measure it. No, I can't stop. Um, <laughs> you idiot. Yeah, yeah. It's and exactly right. Like the megapixel race is won and done. Like it's over. Yeah. Yep. Um. Again, like manufacturers are getting to the point where they know they know. Okay, we only need X amount of pixels. That's right. That's fine. And what we need to do as people that use the cameras, we need to just we need to let go of the reins a bit and say, you know what. My my photos are good. They're sharp enough for what I need them for. I don't need to worry about zooming in and carrying on about it because you're never going to get absolute perfect sharpness if you're zooming in a thousand percent. That's correct. You 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 you're you're playing in a losing game. You're never going to get it. So whether or not you stack or you do whatever you want to do with fancy stuff, AI sharpening doesn't matter. You can get the AI sharpening tool and sharpen up the sharpest photo and then still zoom in a thousand percent. And guess what? It looks soft still. That's because right. you're just you're just pulling apart the pixels. So exactly. stop doing it. Don't worry about megapixels. Stop worrying about absolute sharpness on every photo you do yeah. and spend all that energy that you do looking at the back of your screen. And like I said, put it into your compositions, locations, time of day, all that kind of stuff, because that's where you're going to get the best shots. Use Use your screen to look at your composition. So yeah, sure, play your image back. And have a look at it and make sure you've got your composition right. Don't zoom the thing in. Just make yeah. sure that you know, the things fall where you wanted them to fall and you're putting your best foot forward for your composition. And believe you me, your photography will will, will skyrocket if you use that it, yeah. rather than zooming in on pixels. Um, again, more than and, three times. Yeah. <laughs> and I think one of the issues is, again, I don't know. I still don't know. We've been doing this for almost 100 episodes. I still don't know where we went from people buying cameras that were suitable to their skills and application of what they wanted to do to everyone going out and just buying the pro camera straight off the top shelf. Yeah. Because as soon as you put a pro camera in someone's hands who's not a pro, they automatically think that, okay, well, one, my cam- my photos have to be super sharp because yep. it's a pro camera. Yep. My, my camera will not miss a beat. Everything, anything I ask it to do, it will do because it's a pro camera. And we set up all these false expectations of what the camera can do. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're not paying any attention to what we have to do. That's we're fine. thinking that the camera can do it all for us. And it's completely yeah. the other way around. The camera yeah. is just a tool and we've got to tell it and show it how to do things. That's exactly right. I can't jump on Cadell Evans's bike and win the Tour de France. It's just not going to happen. No, I've got that's to right. put the goddamn effort in. And uh, yeah. that's really important. And, and we talk about this uh, occasionally on the show as well about Looking at you know some older cameras, cameras that are four and five yeah. years old, jumping on eBay or jumping on Gumtree and have go and have a look, people. You might be pleasantly surprised mm-hmm. when you can find a Nikon D eight fifty full frame absolute weapon of a camera for a thousand bucks. You know, it it it's blowing my mind now. Um, look, we 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 like the camera manufacturers. We would like them to to be a bit more engaged with this show, to be honest, but. 
when you look at some of the prices that they are putting oh, on ridiculous. cameras now, um, it's getting scary. Like, uh, I won't, I won't name names, but th there's been a couple of models of late that are literally three thousand dollars more than they should be. Not, not three thousand yeah. dollars. They're like three grand overpriced for what you're yeah. getting. Um, but you know why? Because people keep buying them. Because people keep paying it. Exactly right. So yeah. um, do yourselves a favor, folks, and jump on some of the some of the uh, Facebook Marketplace is actually pretty cool for it. I've been having a look around lately um, yeah. at what's out there, and there are cameras that are literally five or six years old that you know five or six years ago were the cutting edge technology, mm. and you can yeah. get them for a song, and your lenses will clip onto it, and away you go. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a funny, it's a funny world, I tell you, with cameras and <laughs> what we do, what we people yeah. buy, and yeah, the amount is. of disposable income that apparently people have. Maybe not so much now that Melbourne Cup Day ruined everything for everyone again. That's right. Um, yes. But yeah, you're right. Like, yeah. And another thing I was going to say as well, like yes, you know the the a what is it, Sony A nine or whatever has come out, the new one, yes, A nine Mark one, the Mark three, Mark three. That's a twenty four megapixel camera. Mm -hmm. uh, some of the Canons um, are also 24 megapixel cameras. Do you reckon it's got anything to do with the fact that, you know, if we look at the size of a sensor or look at the, the film size used to be what, 24 mil by 36 yes. mil? Yeah. Yes. Something like that. Yes. So maybe is there any correlation you reckon between that 24 well, and 24? Right. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think it's just literally got to a point where, you know, they, they worked out that, too many pixels on an image, you know, has yeah. has issues, you know, and and that yeah. that had to stop. It was actually it had reached a tipping point where it was yeah. actually making it was detrimental to image quality rather than yeah. yeah better for image quality. But what's happening now, of course, is the speed race. Now you you're seeing this, uh, you know, mm. well I can do thirty frames per second raw files, yeah. Well I can do sixty, yeah. Well I can do one hundred and twenty frames per second, you know, which is yeah. which is just ridiculous we talked about spray and pray last week well they're just making yeah. that easier for people to do as yeah. well yeah um nobody needs a camera that can shoot 60 frames per second in full raw at 24 megapixels so like it's do, it's do you reckon these do you reckon these camera manufacturers sit in the marketing room or design room and go right okay we're going to bring out a new camera do mm. we aim it to the uh the 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 old guy who buys every new camera that comes out and like you know the whole dick measuring contest that he has with his mates at the camera club or do we aim it to the people that, you know, are just getting into photography, but we'll tell them this is what they need to be an expert. Like, do you reckon they pick out their perfect client of who that camera is going to represent? I'll tell you what they don't Surely. use in those meetings is, is technicians. They don't. No, they use no. they use marketers and they use mm. accountants and they use people who do <laughs> yeah, the budgets. Right. Yeah. They're the people that drive these companies because they're a business. They're there to make money. I get it. I yeah. mean, you know, that's, I run a business, you run a business, we're there, we're there to make money. And it gets frustrating for people like us because we see yeah. the wool being pulled over the eyes of the amateur or the, yes. the, the, yeah. the enthusiast who falls yeah. for it. Who, you're exactly right. They look at it and go, oh, I've got to have that. Like, you know, that's, yeah, and you that's know what I mean. What? Like, There's features on these cameras that, yeah, yeah, it's nice to have. You'll use it mm. once in a lifetime. Um, yeah. And then you'll go back to single frame autofocus, center point metering yep. or center weighted metering. Yes. You yeah, you'll I mean? go back to you'll just go back to what yeah. works. Well, what which you, you know do works a, a, and which has been yeah. in a camera for 30 years. <laughs> Here's a question for you. When do we start doing Yeah, another one. When, when do we start doing our show? When did we? Yeah, when did we start? Uh, I want to say around June, July 21, something like that. All right. That's a guess. 
but I think so. How many how many models do you think Sony's released since we started doing this show? Oh, this is good. Um, look, I, I know it's going to be a lot, so uh, I'm going to say eight. Higher. <laughs> Twelve. Eleven. <laughs> Goodness me. Eleven That'd different cameras. That's amazing. In, in a year and a two half. Two years. Yeah. In two years. Phenomenal. Like, really. Um, yeah. I don't think Canon would be much better. Oh, Canon would yep. actually be better. But again, it's not it's 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 not the technicians that are making the cameras. It's the it's, it's the marketing yeah. department that, yeah. and, and you know, there's a reason why now there is a new iPhone every year because they know that as humans we like the shiny new toys. And uh, yeah, that's right. You know, it's just it's just uh, it's sad but true. But um, yeah, <laughs> don't be fooled, people. Dust no. off your old, dust off your old. I don't know. Here's here's a long D seven thousand. There's a good camera. Here's a parting thought for everyone. If you haven't mastered the camera you've got in your hand, mm-hmm. don't buy it. Don't buy the new one. That's right. It's like that old thing where, you know, oh, I'm buying a new camera. Why did you lose yours? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Just you don't just don't yeah. don't do if it. If you don't if you break it or lose it, sure. Then look at a new one, but uh yeah, no, it's interesting, isn't it? Um, we, as I yeah. say, we all like new toys though, and we like to treat ourselves every now and then, but seriously, there is no need just because old mate down the camera club rocks up with his new A9 Mark III. And I'm sure it's yeah. a nice camera. Don't get us wrong, but... It's got it's got a global shutter. I don't even know what that is. And I know I should. And I think it's got to do with video. <laughs> is that right? It's uh, it's it's electronic shutter only. Right. Uh, and it syncs with any shutter speed for flash work. And it does 150 million frames a second, apparently. That's that's a lot. It's probably not 150 million. I okay, don't maybe 120 then. <laughs> uh, so, right. but the flash the flash syncing thing is interesting. Not that it really lends itself. Well, that'll that'll, that'll kind of photography. That, that'll that'll help the amateur. Well, it might help the macro photographer, but probably not even. I mean, I'm seeing phenomenal results with macro from cameras that are 10 years old. So yeah, yeah anyway, that's right. whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. fascinating we, times. Was, was there a moral to all that? I don't know. I don't know, but it was definitely a crossover into the gear talk that we had lined up, and we've already mentioned the new Sony and plugged it hard for him. So uh, check, check yeah. in the mail, I'm sure. Yeah, but if you see on the notes there, I've said another Sony. How many models can one brand release for <laughs> well, sake? We know. we know 12 or 11 12, in two 12, years. 11, 11, 11 models in two years. Like, get a grip. <laughs> oh, the, you know, like if, if someone keeps releasing model after model after model, does that mean that they're either – not doing the making the model right to start with, or like you said, they're just cashing up. They're just cash cowing. But every time they bring a new model out, they know that the Sony well, it's a, it's are going to buy it. And... It's a beast, right? So you know, Canon put out their new camera. Nikon go, oh, okay. What do we got on the roadmap? Oh, we need to have this, this, and this. Olympus go, yeah. sorry, OM system go. Mm, okay, well, maybe we need to do this. I, I, it's funny. I always say this. I was like, where are we heading? What? What's next? What are they going to latch on to next? What, you know? what, what's the end? What's the end of it? What do we need next? You know, how long before we've got the perfect camera? Like, is there ever oh. going to be one? Of course there's not because they're going to make us, they're going to twist it. They're going to not include this, but include <laughs> that. You need this model to get that feature. And uh, yeah, it can be quite frustrating and frustrating for me as a professional, let alone our poor, you know, enthusiast photographers that are listening along to the channel. Geez, we're on a negative tonight. We need to fix it. Yeah, I don't know. I, we both got on here really happy, and it's just gone negative, hasn't it? That's all right. That's okay. Sometimes it's these the episodes weather. happen. <laughs> we, haven't, we, haven't had a, we haven't had a good rant for a while. That maybe this is a rant. This is true. This is true. We you know need what? To, we need Sony, to you can go. 
<laughs> that's right. <laughs> beep. Yeah, that, that's we right. haven't had a beep for a while, have we? No, yeah. and that's all right. It sits there, just the little beeping sound. So don't yeah. do it now because then I've right. got to scroll through, find it, listen, and then beep it out. It's not good enough. Um, can I uh, can I once again ignore the second topic because um, – Sure. I've, I've got I've got a, I've got a little story for our listeners. How, how now? Can we, go, can we go there? Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. I'm oh, yeah, you change, do have a story. Yeah, I'm going to change my background because it's uh, it's just talk amongst yourselves for a second. Yeah, Brendan's uh, going to tell us a story, ladies. Let's grab yourself a coffee, get yourself comfy, grab a little blankie. Maybe that. Oh, that's a nice shot of the Aurora Australis. It is. Um, I've changed my background for people it. just so I can have I can have two backgrounds because I didn't even shoot last week's background, so I thought this week I'd make up for it by having two. Two, uh, very nice. There we are. That is uh, Aurora Australis, as taken from the steps at nine W here in Ocean Grove. The line that you can see uh, just above the horizon is actually a jet stream. It's not uh, an artifact on my camera, which I thought it was, and you'll know why in a second. Um, <laughs> I know why. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, okay. So this is uh Monday night this week. Um, uh, I knew that there was some Monday night, Sunday night, might've even been Sunday night. There was mm-hmm. some, um, I think it was Sunday night. There's some Aurora activity and Cam and I are part of different um, Aurora uh, Facebook groups. No, and things not, like that. No, or I, I left. You, you did. You had enough. <laughs> Fair yep, enough. enough of- um, anyway, a message <laughs> came up uh, that basically just said, you cannot miss the Aurora tonight. It is huge just go and this is about quarter past 11 maybe 11 o'clock uh look it was sunday afternoon so i'd had a few beers and i was just sort of chilling uh and then i'm lying there in bed thinking right if i don't go out i'm gonna i've already got fomo here so i want to i've god damn it i'm going out so i got up pulled on a pair of shorts a crappy t-shirt a jumper put my ugg boots on you know why not that's perfect perfect uh, footwear to head to the beach right and uh, Reebok, yep. and said goodbye sweetheart i'm going out to take some photos uh so off i went anyway got down to 9w <laughs> which um we've taken people to on our uh one day yeah we have uh, yeah a great spot for photography and um you know bleary eyed got my camera out my tripod uh put the backpack on, head it up. And just as soon as I got to the top of the stairs, thought, right, I'll take a test shot. I could already see the haze on the horizon. I knew it was there. You sort of, you, you know, Cam, you, you can sort of tell. Yeah. Took a quick test shot. Hey, presto, bang, Aurora everywhere. Righto, it's on. Beautiful. So I then proceed to go down to the stairs to take this photo, which uh, I'm pretty happy with. I think it's come up all right. Um, I think the yeah. edit is terrible just by the way, but that's okay. That's not the story. The Aurora itself looks great, but the stairs in the foreground is ugh. anyway, I'll fix that at some point. It's they, they just look muddy. Anyway, I'll fix that <laughs> at some point. Anyway, so you gotta you gotta remember that this is pitch black, folks. There ain't no moon, there's nothing. So the 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 conditions were perfect for Aurora. So I wandered yeah. back up behind me uh, a couple of little flights of stairs and I put my tripod down with my uh, Olympus uh, OM system, OM5, and my 8 to 25 lens. So Ooh, that's a nice lens. Thank you. Yes, I love it. Uh, so maybe two and a half, three thousand dollars worth of equipment uh, on an Manfrotto 055 X Pro B tripod camera, which weighs, I want to say, five kilograms, maybe more. Yeah, that's a that's a beast of a tripod. They are hefty. That's over, overkill for the OM5. I, I do love that tripod, though. It's my favorite tripod, so it goes with me everywhere. So I sat it on the top of the stairs, 
turned to take my backpack off, looked as and could just see my LCD screen disappearing <laughs> as the camera toppled forward with the tripod attached to it. <laughs> the sound it made was it, it was like a death rattle. It sounded like someone dropping a bag full of soup cans down the stairs or something. It was it was horrible. And what did, and, and what, did um, you, what did you say? Yeah, I'm going to put my hands up so you know in the beep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, there was there was some language folks that uh, would have made a wharfy blush. It wasn't it wasn't. I'm not proud of it of what I said. Um, anyway, <laughs> thinking thinking the absolute worst. And again, I couldn't see. I had to turn my iPhone's torch on so I could find my damn camera. Was it, was it not was it not crying or ag in agony down there? And I've looked down and here it is crumpled at the bottom of the stairs, just upset and just not looking good at all. And I got down there and I've sort of picked it up and I could hear a rattle. I'm like, oh, here we go. So <laughs> yeah. I shined the torch on it. Now, what had happened was the camera had fallen forward and the thing that took the first impact was my lens hood. Um, Lucky you had the lens hood on. Absolutely. And it snapped the lens hood clean in half and pushed the lens hood <laughs> further up the lens. Oh, so good. the impact yeah. was pretty decent. Yeah, pretty good. <laughs> um, and so at that point, the LCD screen was still on and I've checked it and everything was working. So I'm like, okay, maybe I've dodged a bit of a bullet here. That's not too bad. Now, of course, when you're shooting Aurora, I shoot in manual focus, um, you know, just to focus to infinity yep. and all that sort of stuff. So I thought nothing of it. Put it, set it all back up and I'm like, oh, okay, I've yeah, I've lost a lens hood. I, I can live with that. That's fine. Um, continued to shoot auroras, got back home one o'clock in the morning, went to the shop the next day and then realized that my lens no longer auto focuses. God damn it. Mm. <laughs> so I've basically and broken the autofocus motor in that lens. So um, wow. that's a good yeah, effort. So yeah, it wasn't bad. Um, of the and quote, of course, the it's, quote it's so insured. far is six hundred dollars to have it repaired. So is it insured? Uh, it is insured. So I'm going to have to chase it through insurance. Which um, you sure? You sure the camera's to... not broken too? Uh, that's right. It might be. Uh, unfortunately, and the, and the, the tripod. And yeah, that's right. Yeah, the, the one fifty, the four hundred that was attached to the front of it. I think, I think my neck hurts a bit too. <laughs> yeah, I think I think you've done it. I think you've done it. At least about ten thousand dollars worth of damage there, mate. Yeah, that's uh, right. So, so well, yeah, folks, go. that 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 little photo right there, um, yeah, expensive, but that's okay. Hey, look, you know, it's all part of. I I, I wear it like a badge of honor. I know that I'm using my gear at least. Um, I also know that I'll probably not do that again. But oh, actually, you know, I probably you know, will knowing me. You know, you know what I've noticed over the years. That people that drop their gear and break their gear go, oh, at least I'm using it. <laughs> that's right. That's, that's how <laughs> we justify it. In, instead of turning around and saying, I'm a dickhead. I just dropped four <laughs> grand worth of gear. Yeah. Um, a funny thing. Did, oh, did no, you I'm hit a it total, with the... total dickhead. I know. I know. Yeah. But hey, you got, I've got to did make you... myself feel better somehow. Did you hit it with the backpack? Is that what you said? Like you mm -hmm. hit it, the backpack hit it on the way around? No, no, no. What what happened oh. was, um, so you got a tripod, three legs, obviously. Two yep. of the legs weren't completely out. So oh, right. when I the, sat it heavy down, weighted. it yeah. was weighted towards the front and it just went over yeah, on itself just went over. because because I very yeah. loosely folded it up to walk up the stairs. I just grabbed it sort of thing to yeah. take it up the stairs and I'd bent the legs in a bit and you can't yeah, see right. it's nighttime. So nah. I sat it where I thought it was fine and it just, goodbye. Because I've seen a few times now. So here's another little tip for people. If you're taking photos and you, know, you have your backpack on and you're doing photos on your tripod or whatever, take your backpack off and put it down because the amount of people that spin around with their backpack oh, yeah, and, the, yeah. and the backpack collects the tripod. Yeah. I've, I've seen it a dozen times. And if you're coming it never, into it, never ends well. 
if you're coming into Ocean Grove camera and photo, take your backpack off as well. The amount of people that have knocked frames uh, off my wall with their backpacks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. But anyway, that was a fun story. Uh, I got the photo. It's gone on to be one of my most liked and shared photos on Facebook, which is pretty cool. Um, but yeah, it was an experience. So yeah, just getting back to that, the the streak of light of dark you can see there. Yeah, so yeah. I I was concerned that it, there was like I'm looking at it going, what is that? Is that like I pixel peeped? I'm like, is that a crack in the lens or something? And I, yeah. I was, you know, and then I realized that it was a jet stream from yeah. much earlier yeah. in the night, and uh, it had just yeah. gone that yeah. darker color against the uh, against the aurora. So. Yeah, well, I, I didn't get it. I don't go out for Aurora as much anymore. Um, yeah. But one thing I do do is I, I always take a head torch and yeah. I always make sure that I give myself plenty of space around things. Yes. Because it is, like I said, as soon as you, and the one thing it does you is when you look at your screen, when you review a picture, like it's like, God, that's bright. And then all of a sudden, you know, you, you're blinded for a couple of seconds after you see the replay. So you can't see yeah. what's going on. Usually yeah. your eyes will adjust a bit, but Yeah. Yeah, and, and it was funny because, look, it could have been I was a bit fatigued. It could have been, you know, the fact that it was midnight. I had Ugg boots on. I was on the beach. I don't know. But uh, I lost my mind a bit because I started, I was looking at the the photos. And I'm like, yeah, no, they look great. And I just thought, well, I'm here. The Aurora's hanging around. Let's experiment. And um, so I started mucking around with my exposure times to purely ISO back a little bit because, you know, mm -hmm. running on a micro four-thirds sensor, they are prone to a bit of noise, even though you can clean them up, blah, blah, blah. I decided, let's see what happens at 800 ISO, but it's 60 seconds exposure. And what do you think happened, Cameron? Uh, it's probably blurred the stars a lot. <clears throat> Correct. So straight and away, I got, I got, I got little lines because it was, I'm like, how long have you been doing this, man? You know that that's what's going to happen, but it still happened. Um, cause I was more yeah. sort of chasing the color, you know, rather yep. than thinking about the stars. Mind you, um, sorry just to bang on about that photo, but that's the Southern Cross right there as well. I thought that was really oh, cool. it is too. Having the Southern and it's Cross pointing south. That's that's good. It's heading, yeah, that's right. So this is basically if you fast forward this, that moves yep. this way and then back up into the sky up here. So uh we'll see yeah. that over see just that big glow light. Yep. 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 That's my house. Yeah, it is. That's right. Exactly. That's you having an idea. I might go out and shoot yep. your Aurora. <laughs> no, I'm going to bed. I wake up every morning after Aurora. I'm like, and it's just the same stuff. I'm like, oh, here we go. Two yeah. days of Aurora stuff. And yeah, I get it though. Yeah. I totally get it's, it. I mean, it's, it's great a, fun. It, it is it's, a phenomenon that people love to photograph. Yeah. And I, I do love seeing, uh, so I'm on Aurora Hunters Australia. Um, yeah. Jump on Facebook, search it. That's all there. You can join that group. Um, it's pretty cool because a lot of amateurs do get on there and I don't mind yeah. offering some advice if people ask, Hey, I shot this photo. How come it doesn't look like yours? Okay. Well, what settings do you use? And you go through and you help them out. It's great. Yeah. Um, and you know, you always do get that feedback from people. That's not what the Aurora looked like. That's not what I saw. It's like, no, because your eyes can't do a 30 second exposure, you moron, but you can't say it like that. Can you? <laughs> yeah, we are in a shitty, we are shit, shit on the liver today, haven't we? Hmm. All right, let's uh let's change it up, shall we? Let's let's be a bit more positive. Okay, sure. Let, what do we pick what a topic? Are we about? Uh, deer cam. Let's do deer cam. Let's do let's do deer cam. Uh, well, a, it actually, this is from Tracy. Tracy didn't say yeah. where Tracy's from. Uh, no, it doesn't say where Tracy's from. That's okay. If, you, if we we just like knowing where people are listening from, so thanks, Tracy, Tracy. From is there? A, there must be a place called Tracy in Australia. Uh, sure, Tracy from Udnadatta. That'd be that'd be weird. 
<laughs> That'd be awesome, actually. Um, I have a dear Cam question, which may be best answered by Brendan. Well, cool. okay. I'll set this one out. Oh, I'll, read, better, I'll read it. You better read it then. So uh, uh, hello and welcome dear, to Dear Brendan for episode 99. Uh, dear Brendan, 99, 98, 99. Uh, I have a Dear Brendan question, best answered by Brendan. I have about 10 rolls of film. Exposed 35mm film that I've never developed, colour and black and white. They would have to be at least 10 plus years old, and I have no idea what is on the film, but I would like to have them developed as there could be some good memories on there that I've forgotten. Given the age of the film, is it worth having them developed or am I wasting money as the quality would have deteriorated too much over time? Love this show. Cam's better than you at doing Dear Cam. You guys are a hoot. I just chucked that shit in. And <laughs> I always get some takeaway out of each episode. Thanks, Tracy from Una, Una Data. Yeah, she is. Um, uh, maybe yeah. she's from Mount, Mount Tracy in Queensland. I don't know. No doubt. So, Brendan, if film is old, should you waste money developing it? Yes, you should. Go get it processed, Tracy. Thank you. That's been Dear Cam for episode 99. Uh, yeah, 100%. Right. Go I mean, get it processed. Um, the, only, the only time where you might battle is if you know for certain and for sure that your film has been exposed to high temperature for a long period of time. So yep. for example, if it's been sitting in a garden shed in Udnadatta where it gets 48 degrees in the shade, uh, yeah, it's probably stuffed. But if it's been kept okay, so it's been in a drawer inside your house in relatively moderate, you know, climactic conditions. So, you know, from like somewhere in that comfort zone that we all like to live in, um, it should be totally fine. I've, I've processed film a lot older than that. I've actually exposed film a lot older than that too. Um, mm. Expired film, um, I don't know, expiry date reminds me of when they put expiry dates on pillows. It's a marketing thing, really. I mean, film film will last a long time if it's looked after correctly. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's why really serious film photographers keep their film in the fridge. Um, the fridge, fill it in the fridge, the fridge. you'll look after it for even longer. But mm, Tracy, yeah. please do not throw that film away. Send it to me; I'll get it processed for you, no problem at all. Free of charge? Um, no, not free of charge. <laughs> here's here's the caveat and the catch. And Tracy pointed this out: Am I wasting my money? By gosh darn it, film's got expensive. Um, processing a roll of thirty five mil film, just normal C forty one processing. Is now around thirty dollars for a roll of film. That's ridiculous. It's I know. It used to be crazy. like nine bucks, twelve bucks, seven dollars fifty. I remember with a free roll of film replacement film. But then again, I'm a little older than you. Um, so true. you know, yes, you've got ten rolls of film. It's going to cost you three hundred dollars. But <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, you might uncover some absolute gems. And uh, I've seen it before where people come in with old rolls of film, and it's quite emotional when they're looking at their photos because. You know, there might be, you know, definitely a long lost relative that's on this roll of film that you haven't seen a photo of for twenty years. Um, you know, who knows, or 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 a, or a treasured family pet or something like that. Um, mm. you know, I, I'm, I love film. I think film's amazing. I, I think it's one of the best inventions humans ever came up with. Uh, I love the romance around film, and particularly this stuff, the old film. Um, so yeah, Tracy, do yourself a massive favor, even if you have to drip feed it and get one or two, you know, yeah, that's right. rolls yeah. processed over the six months or whatever. Um, I think that'd be a lot of fun to sit around with the fam. Don't look at them, sit around with the family and look at them. Well, actually maybe don't do that because there might be, <laughs> anyway. Um, um and, and the yeah, other yeah. cool thing is what we do now with our film processing is I was just about to say this. To get prints. We can, mm -hmm. we can send you the digital files. We just send you a Dropbox link. 
with the files on of the high res scans. You don't even need to keep the negatives anymore. Um, yeah. yeah. So yeah, Tracy, by and then all you can means, put them on a big screen and yep. view them all together. Have a slide night. See, that's something I miss, a slide night. Yep. And you know why you miss it? Because it's on our phones and we all flick through it and it yeah. sucks. Yeah. I think I, I was thinking a couple of years ago of actually doing like a proper slide night down here in Hobart, get a town hall and actually not just digital prints, like actually go out and shoot a whole heap of slides and get people to come and do it. I never did it, but. Would you like again, a slide projector, Cameron? I've got one. I've got two. I- I've got several. <laughs> I have I have a couple. Um, of They're fantastic things. They're incredible uh, pieces of equipment. Somewhere. They're great Absolutely fun. Absolutely awesome. And you know what? It's like, you know, we used to say in the episodes where you're, the thing that misses in cameras now is the wind. Yes. The thing that's missing when you're looking at photos now is the chikuch and it could yeah. the whole noise of the cassette. <laughs> that's going. right. Yeah. 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 Oh, granddad, you put the slide in upside down. Upside down. Oh, yeah. Yeah, upside down. Or, you know, <laughs> I, you're back to front. I love it. I love it. No, yeah. you're right. And it is something really tactile that's missing yeah. from photography these days is the good old-fashioned slide night. Well, I reckon with, together with our little community, we can maybe we should do it down south. So for slide light. Slide, oh, I, want, slide I want to light. know if anyone here, if anyone's on the, on the listeners of the show, remembers slide nights, but also if anyone still has them. Like, it's so cool. Yeah. But, like, I, I can say hang, now. That, hang the bed sheet up on the wall and... yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. The last slide night I ever did was after I did the first trip down the Franklin River, which is funny because I'm going down there later this week. There you go. And it was with the guys that we did it the very first time with, and it was at mum and dad's house. And we did. We had a brand new painted wall and the extension out the back there. And we put all the, I took all the slides that I'd taken, you know, about an hour slideshow of all the shots we did. Fantastic. It was great fun. Awesome. Um, yeah, it's something we need to do. Yep. Yep. There yep. you go. Thanks, Tracy, for that question. If you have a dear cam question, by all means, send it in. Um, imagine having your dear camera out on episode 100. Well, that's going to be worth that's a fe- feather in your feather in your cap. That's going to be worth just the you know the kudos I think, alone. I think we need to float out some ideas with people or get some ideas floated by people as to mm-hmm. what we do next episode. Mm. Uh, if you've got an idea that could be pretty cool or a bit different, or somehow we should celebrate our 100th episode, that's chuck right. it in the comments below. Mm-hmm. Um, or email us at cam at tazphoto.com. I know who'll have ideas. Our number one listen? ticket holder. He'll have ideas. Oh, well, I don't know if he's number one anymore. I don't see a beer there. <clears throat> oh, okay. I didn't see that. Let, let me just double let me just double check. But who have donated would... beers speaking of this week, Cameron? Uh I'm just gonna go back and have a look just to double check. If you would like to donate a beer while Cameron checks, it is dsps.com.au. You can jump on and there is a little button there that says buy us a beer. And by all means, you don't have to, but if you would like yeah, you to. Um, yeah. I actually um, tipped into someone's little, uh, what do they call it? Like donations page this oh, week. Yes. And it's actually someone who I am really hoping might accept our invitation to come on the show. So, I'll, How um, is that going? Uh, the community doors are... The doors of communication are open. Is that what you say? The lines the of communication are open um, right. with this okay. gentleman who I think is a wonderful YouTuber and does fantastic stuff. Anyway, we, we, we shall see. Who knows? Uh, okay. That, I'm looking forward to that. He should yes. come on for the 100th episode. That would be pretty special. Anyway, we'll, uh, we'll talk. Anyway, uh, we have one donation of a jug of beer, not just a beer, a, a jug of beer. 
Thank you, Neil and, F. I know who you are, and Cam yes, knows who you are as well. We know who speak, Neil is. I was speaking to Neil today. Uh, Neil is off to Africa. Uh, That's right. He is tomorrow. Oh wow! So, um, well, he'll be he listening said, to this on the plane. He said to me he'll be listening to this when he's in Africa. Um, notwithstanding dodgy internet connections, but who knows? Um, so Neil, I hope you're having a great time with your lovely wife Jenny over there in uh, Africa and getting all the photos your heart desires. Because uh, we should. Uh, yeah. One one thing Neil is is enthusiastic, and we love that in our. Listeners. We should have given him all these to take and stick on all the on all the planes. Er- all the planes on the windows or all around the cabs. And a, put one on the back of a safari just, truck. Whatever you do, just don't stick them on things in bright. Apparently That's that right. goes down not well. Like a wrought iron hang glider. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, it would be, yes. Uh, so, uh, Cameron, uh, 99 episodes in, what's coming up for you after this coming week, after this episode? Uh, after this episode, when this episode comes out, I'll be starting my what I think will be my final journey down the, not because I won't come back from it. Heard that before. Yeah. This will be, uh, I'm planning this to be the last uh, Franklin River trip I do. It's just getting a bit harder to fill the trips up each year. Customers are not so inclined to do crazy adventures that I do. Um, So uh, we're heading off on Saturday. So this is the day after this comes out. Uh, Myself and that other guy who we don't mention on the show anymore. No. um, No, he doesn't get a mention. Does he um, even do a podcast anymore? I don't think they do. I think yeah. between you and I, Ooh, between you and I, controversy. I, think, I think they've had a bit of a falling out. Okay. Yeah. yeah something right. something to do with uh, measuring devices and okay. yeah, it, it didn't end well, apparently, okay. Um, okay. which I can understand, you know, mm-hmm. you can't have, you can't have two people like that in the same room for too long no. because <laughs> that's why I say all of us. Yes. So, um, so I'll be going down to Franklin. Uh, and then when I get back, we'll do our hundredth episode. Yep. How exciting. I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be cool. Um, I think it's great. I think we've done an amazing job, mate. I think it's been a lot of fun for something that started yeah. Yeah, literally as a COVID project. Uh, folks, do yourselves a favor. Just even if you've just got a spare minute, go back and watch any of the first 10 episodes. They are so rough. It's brilliant. It's like, it's almost funny how bad they are. So thank you for sticking with us for uh, for 99 episodes, but we will wax lyrical about that when we get to the 100th. Um, I just want to, uh, I plugged earlier Glenn's workshop. I also want to plug our workshops, uh, dsps.com.au. Jump on, click on the workshop link. Have a look, folks. Um, Cam has really like just gone to town on putting the workshop packages together and he's got the uh, the Murray Malley workshop is already up for 2024 so um in October 2024 so uh come along on that one we have places is, still is, available on the gradation road workshop as well is everything up to date i don't know i don't know anyway we're soon oh, it is i'm just looking now there uh is, yep yeah so gradation road's got four places left we've got a couple of single day workshops in January 18th and 19th. I'm glad you mentioned those. Um, January, particularly January 18, I believe, um, has 19. 19 has the more spots available. Yeah, 19 yep. has uh, probably seven spots available, six spots yep. available. Yep. Let's go. Let's go. And then come down to the, the ballerine Mar- and take photos with me and that guy on the other screen or in your yeah. other ear if you're listening to the show. <laughs> and the Murray Malley one, yeah, that's still a fair way away, so that's fair enough. Yeah. Hey, yep. well, I just I just had a quick look back to episode one to ten on our little yes. YouTube thing. Yes. You know what does? You know what stands out more than anything? What's that? 
that you're not in, 16 by 9. <laughs> I'm in 4-3. Yeah, yeah mean, that's it, hilarious. It was a running took, gag for quite a while. It took, it took I, I forever, it. didn't it? I milked yeah, it no. out really well. I was happy with that. And then episode 22, <laughs> there's another guy on the screen. Ash. 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 Oh, yeah. Sneak. What's he? What's he? Jeez, he looks young in that video. <laughs> I reckon he's aged over the last 12 months as well. Jesus, hasn't he? What? He has had quite the adventure. And and I think I might, I might, when you're away somewhere in the future, which will happen, I'll get him back on the show to talk about his excellent adventure around yes. Australia with two kids. Oh, and his yeah. lovely wife, of course, but two two kids in the car yeah. with him as well. Um, fascinating to know how that went. Uh, his the photos that he's that he's getting are absolutely brilliant, of course. Yeah, it is good, um, but anyway, it is good viewing. Yeah, we will we will talk about him another time. Um, yep. right. So get ready for your your Franklin River cam. Enjoy that. Yep. Yes. And uh, we'll see you on the other side. Fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah, I always I must admit I do get a little bit nervous going down this river, but um. What's the weather uh, shaping up like? Wet. Oh, don't ask. Okay. Le- leeches, leeches every night. Um, um, it doesn't look like it's gonna... it. Se- it seems to be when you go on a big adventure, the weather turns. Yeah, I know. Uh, I know that. Um, it doesn't look like it's going to bucket down. It looks like just bits and pieces. So, okay. Uh, as long as the ri- as long as the river stays at a nice level, I'm happy. As soon as it starts getting big water, that's where I get a little bit nervous and a lot more cautious about what we're doing. But uh, we're in very good hands with the Franklin River yes. Rafting Company. So. Yes. It should be a lot of fun. We've got a good little crew coming along uh, awesome. and we will hopefully have some beautiful photos to show when we get back. Sounds fantastic. All right. Awesome. This has been episode 99 of the Down South Photo 99. Show. Uh, that's it. That's the podcast. We will see you for episode 100, 100. sometime in the future. Or not. Bye for Maybe now. We, just, we might have just pulled the <laughs> pin on this. We'll see, you, we'll see you next episode. Talk about an awesome cliffhanger. Uh, yeah, yeah. Enjoy. See you guys. Bye. See you guys. Bye.